Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. And thank you, seriously, thank you for just deciding to spend a little time with us today. We've got a really good show. Don't forget home base, freshroadmedia.com. That's the place for you to go to find out all other things yeah. about Chris and Emily, about the people we have on the show, about... Our mission, <laughs> everything. No apology with Emily and Chris, <laughs> bringing light to your world honestly and authentically. Oh, honestly, try, authentically try that again. and honestly. Try that again. Okay, here's, Take here, two. here it is. For, for 17 years, our <laughs> positioning statement was the Chris and Emily show. Laugh louder, dig deeper, live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Here's the new one. You ready? Yep, yep, and yep, this yep. is still working. I mean, we can pull it back if we need to. No apology with Emily and Chris, bringing light to your world honesty and Honestly and authentically. <laughs> All right. Take okay. three. Third time's the charm. Okay. Which one you want first? Honest or authentic? Which one oh, should come first? Authentically. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Catherine Hepburn over there. It's authentic. All right. Third time. If you're going to do Catherine Hepburn, do it, do it for real. You got to. Okay. I want you to say, as Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> bringing light to your world Honestly and authentically. Ask Catherine Hepburn. I don't Hepburn. know if I can. If, if it's bad, can Mike edit yes, this out? Yes, Mike can edit it out if it's <laughs> bad. But all right, hit it. Hit it. Let's, what let's am I supposed it. to say? I don't even know what I'm supposed Bringing to say. Bringing light to your world honestly and authentically. Okay. I'll see. I haven't done her in years. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Bringing light to the world honestly and authentically. Just an, oh, just an idea. That was the rest of the text. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me try it again. <laughs> Bringing light to the world, honestly and authentically. Okay, now we got to do yeah. it as Edith Bunker. No, we're going to go on. Let's, no, 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 no. If you don't do Edith Bunker, I'm sorry. I can't do the rest of my show. I can't do the rest of what I'm bringing She's light to the world. She's harder to do. Is she know? on the spot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, well, the question is, do we use All authentically right. and honestly or honestly and authentically? Which one flows oh, better? Oh, I don't know. What she... <laughs> We'll figure it out. There you go. I'm done. That is the end of the show. Thank you very much. Mic drop. Ba -doom, ba -doom. No, Curtain, okay. please. Thank no you. apology with Emily and Chris. Bringing doing? light to your world authentically and honestly and without apology. How's that? I like that. Uh, we are about the truth of God's word. We believe the Bible is inerrant. It is perfect. It is complete. And it is our final authority for our life on earth. And so this show is about Christian joy, the joy of the Lord in our life while we live it out. And then, of course, Bible apologetics, defending the faith and explaining it. So I've got two props. I'm wearing both of them right now. Uh, you that, are a walking prop. That is going to be the first segment that we are going to talk about. And it's called perception. Perception. And intentionality of your perception do you fade, do you capitulate, or do you stand firm knowing that you'd rather fail trying what you believe is going to be the right way, or would you rather bail on that to have moderate success in something you don't necessarily believe in? That's the question. So we're going to talk That's about it through the lens question. of perception. And I want to start out with, uh, I want to eventually get to Deion Sanders in Colorado football. This oh. is the Tuesday after Labor Day. Okay. Uh, by the way, this show is now, we kind of found our groove, Wednesday mornings at the latest. You should have it. If you're audio listeners, wherever you get podcast content, and if you are video listeners on Rumble and YouTube, it should be available by Wednesday morning. And so we're just going to keep building the show with that platform. But on Tuesday after Labor Day, we're recording, we're in the studios, we're talking about it, and something big happened with Colorado football that I want to tie into this. And there's also some things that have, that have happened with my wardrobe that I'm wearing that I want to tie into it. A wardrobe malfunction? And it comes down to hearing <laughs> truth, accepting truth, and is your perception of what you have worth standing on? Is it a hill worth dying on? Okay. And the truth of Jesus Christ is, and some people think it isn't. Um, fashion is not, and some people think it is. And so I wanted to use that as my apologetic teaching moment today, and I'm out on the edge because I haven't really totally thought this through, so yeah, I don't know I. if it'll work or not. But anyway, yeah. are you ready? I'm ready. So let me get this straight. We're yeah. going to be talking about football today? It's going to come in. It, the, it's, football comes it, into football play. Football is not the point. The point is what's okay. going on with the coach, the players, the media, the relationship with the school, all of that. College football had a transformation smackdown on Saturday, and it was amazing. Okay. Whether you like Deion Sanders or Colorado football, it makes no difference. Light. This is a human story <laughs> about being intentional, believing what you know to be true to be true, and then watching it play out. All right, out. so holding so. fast to what you believe, what you truly yeah. believe is true. And I'm going to... And being flexible to enough to have other people influence you appropriately. Sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not. How do you know the difference? That's called discernment. 
you can't have discernment if your perception of everything is skewed. Now, this is not about saved or unsaved. You can have saved people that are so far out of alignment that they look unsaved, but Jesus is going to make that call. Mm -hmm. And then you can have people who don't really walk with the Lord, but they have given him everything and they're in their infancy and they don't look like Christians, but they are. So that's why we try to just have grace for everybody. But where do you want to start? Uh, Would you like to start with the wristband I'm wearing or would you like to start with the shirt I'm wearing? Because I got to start there. Well, most obviously, let's look at the Sidewinder's shirt you're wearing. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Sidewinder shirt. Big old snake on big it, old wrapped snake. around a bat, yeah. uh, and it's an Arizona team. Yeah. Um, the Sidewinder. Sidewinders. You're wearing your jumper today. I'm wearing my jumper, yes. yes. That's uh, what they call them in England is jumpers, not jerseys. I made that mistake kits. the other day or whatever. Kits are jerseys. Kits are jerseys? Kits are jerseys. Jumpers are sweatshirts and sweaters. Sweaters and sweaters. And okay. sweatshirts are like hoodies. They're jumpers. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so the Sidewinders were the AAA team for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They were based in Tucson. In fact, Mike Shaw uh, was was with us when the Newsboys did their big show in Tucson. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. Because you the were fo- at the baseball at the Sidewinders Diamond. baseball yeah. thing. And that was yeah. at that time that would have definitely been top five in my career. It'll never leave top ten of my career. What God's allowed me to see and do. But we watched 15,000 people come, and me and Peter Furler from uh, the Newsboys kind of co-emceed the thing, and I kind of set them up, and then Peter gave the message and the altar call, and then I did the final prayer. Oh, 700 people came to know the Lord that night. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. Wonderful event. Wonderful event yes. to work alongside the Newsboys in that intimate way, and the Sidewinders were part of it because it was their stadium. And so uh, they gave me this jersey and told me I could throw out the first pitch. So I'm throwing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good topic for the show. No, the, the, we're going to talk about that. That's right? not today. Oh. That's not today because the whole first pitch thing. There's we we yeah. got to do it a couple different times, and there's Chris stories got behind it. By a cow, he doesn't want to go there. Don't even go there about me getting out pitched by the Chick Fil A cow because it's, that it's didn't happen show. the way she says it. But that's I a whole other story. Anywho, <laughs> so I'm wearing this jersey, which was gifted to me, mm-hmm. and I didn't put it on knowing I was going to this event, but because of the stuff we were doing around the baseball that season of life. I ended up with somehow with this jersey on sharing a Bible study with about 20 people somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I mean, this would happen to us all the time, Emily. We'd get invited places and I was just naive. I'd just go, you know. <laughs> I just went anywhere people wanted me to share the gospel. Hey, so, Chris, will you? Yes. <laughs> I, I, probably. Uh, can I bring my kids? Is there money? You know, can, can you get my kids ice cream? Is there money involved? Um, <laughs> and Emily will come with me. <laughs> wink, wink. That's, that's a anyway. joke because I was so poor on balancing our money. I didn't know. But people actually got paid to go share the gospel. I, I didn't realize that for years. <laughs> I missed out on hundreds and hundreds of dollars in honorariums, you don't not knowing to. what I was doing. No. Anywho, I'm at this place, and this lady was very offended that I was wearing this because she said, um, and I mean, she was hot. She was hot that how dare I bring Satan on my shirt when I'm going to try to share the gospel. Oh. So apparently this baseball jersey... Was an affront to her. Which which was given to me by secular people who run a baseball team because we were having Christian night at the ballpark. I was throwing out the first pitch. And by the way, we got to do a lot of cool things. We watched at least 700 people come to know the Lord that night. Yeah, that's what you said, yeah. And so I don't... I don't look at this shirt as if it is. I mean, the, the snake is smiling. He's like a little cartoon. He's a happy snake. Yeah, where he's is he? He's a friendly, yeah, at, friendly snake. Yeah. He, he's, he wants to be your buddy. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and so on one hand, perception is everything. If this lady felt that way, I have never worn this shirt. I, I want to say out in public again, but I have. But I've never worn it anywhere where there's any kind of Christian anything. Ever. Oh, and I never will. Okay. It's because, stuck with you. because why would I want somebody to possibly stumble on something so minor to me? Now, my attitude based on my perception could be grow up, lady, you know, take a chill pill. But, you know, the Bible says try to be all things to all people. It's a shirt. Slow your roll, Chris. Change your perspective and understand that no, you probably shouldn't preach in a Sidewinder's jersey if it gives somebody that, that you know. I'm sure she doesn't use a dirt devil, and a devil food cake probably <laughs> renders her catatonic. I don't know. But you want to try to be there for all people. Yes. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is perception, being willing to change, is this little thing here. I don't even know how this camera works, but this is a, a steel cross 
that has steel ball bearings welded on the top, and then it's got the chain mail on it. And a listener who said that our show uh, changed his life mm-hmm. and that him and his wife would listen every single day and it changed their marriage. And he gave this gift to me. Now, this, these things at that time would, even lesser than this, would sell for like 100 bucks, maybe $150. And he made this for me and gave it to me. So I, I ended up wearing this. If you see any old pictures of me doing comedy or preaching, chances are I've got this wristband on. It just became like part of my costume brand, if you, you know, for, for lack of a better term. And then I was going to put this on just, you know, like a year ago. And Emily told me, she said, nah, that's, what did you call it? Tired? It's a little dated. A little dated. It's a, a little, little dated. dated. Now, yeah. Okay, so it's really not in fashion anymore. Right. So like, now, the, like the men's jeans with all that embroidery all over the pockets, you know. I mean the rock just, revival jeans? That I don't know what they're we called. Had to, <laughs> <laughs> just look like, you know, grandma went a to town. Pair. I had a couple <laughs> pair of rock revival jeans. And, and they're cool. I like them. Don't get me wrong, but I they've just kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, the term Whatever. image consultant kind of makes me like – Nauseous. I throw up a little in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) But we've had them. Okay. We've had them. And anyway, I just like to be self-contained and have fun. And I love this wristband. Yeah. This wristband. But I won't wear it now because my wife has said said that I make it look a little dated. Now, there's a part of me. Now, stay with me now. I am. There's a part of me that knows that uh, I can wear this wristband anytime I want. And there's a part of me that knows that it'll look the way it's supposed to look. And then there's a part of me that doesn't care. So I'll probably wear it again eventually. I have to make that decision based on my perception of what your perception has been to me and who you are. Now, mm-hmm. you've been my wife for 38 years. So we don't make it 38 years unless I respect that perception, right? So, yeah, I mean, there's true. respect there. So there are times you tell me that and I basically tell you to pound sand. I'm not yeah. going to listen to you. I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> well, uh, you don't say pound sand. In my head, like, I do. Okay, I heard your complaint. <laughs> Doesn't really change how I'm going to do things. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, you're the one who threw away my Dale Earnhardt t-shirt. Okay. So I never threw you that threw away. You threw it away and you know, you were gunning for it, that shirt. <laughs> it disintegrated to the point that it was like spider webs. Like that, it disappeared. It just whizzed. Hey. Oh no, that, er- look, yeah, I did throw that one away. Yeah, look, yeah. I did throw that one you away. Know, so but you, I have a reason for it. What I'm saying is, is it's usually my decision, but you sometimes have taken the decision out sometimes of my way. Sometimes I have to. And if you're gunning for my wristband... <laughs> No. I'm going to keep no. it hidden. No, 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 so, I'm not. But here's here's the point. Being intentional in what you want to do for Christ as you live for him, you have to be in God's word, for one. True. And when God lays something on his word and he says it, you have to stand firm. But there are some things that are not biblical. There are some things that we do not have to fight about. There are some things that we can just accept. It's it's outdated. Set it aside. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. All right. Lay it on us. All right. If all of a sudden... Somebody tried to make the case that all Christian music uh, that K-Love is playing right now is awful. It's Jesus is my boyfriend music. If you don't want to go back and play old DC talk, old Petra, you're horrible. Okay? Now, that's a perception you can either take or leave. You follow? Yes. Okay. Now, why would you take that position? Well, if you're starting a Christian classic rock station, you'd take that position. You see what I'm saying? If it's not your milieu. Another one. <laughs> the greatest preacher in the last 200 years was Charles Spurgeon. And then the next comment is, no, it wasn't. It was A.W. Tozer. You're both losers. It was Billy Graham. <laughs> and uh, this went on a Facebook string, 36 comments back and forth of Christians fighting over who they yeah, thought was the great yeah, greatest yeah. preacher. Yeah. And by the way, all, all of the people mentioned would have been embarrassed that their name was brought up in this way because they didn't want to be even known as a great preacher. They just want to make Jesus' name great. True. I would so, say that's what makes them so great. Now let's bring in Colorado. Okay, we're going to bring in Colorado All right, football Colorado team. football. Here we go. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you publicly said that this shirt was offensive and you publicly said that this wristband was was too outdated and, and I decided to say I'm going to wear it at this next big event, and it's going to, and, and not only that, it's going to be fine. And you're like, no, people are probably going to boo. Okay. <laughs> if I did and it was a success and then everybody wanted their Sidewinder shirts and their, their metal wristbands, you would take a different tone, I would have right? to. Yeah, I would have to. Okay. This is very generic to get to the Deion Sanders because what we watched okay. on Saturday was an absolute favor of God smackdown in my opinion. All right. Tell us what happened. First of all, Deion Sanders is the most flamboyant football player to ever come down the pike. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he was such a turnoff because he was so full of himself when he was drafted 
Uh, he was drafted right alongside Barry Sanders and right, al- right alongside Troy Aikman. I mean, he played 14 years in the NFL. And in I was going to say, he was good. Like and in he, that time, you know, yeah, he, he's the only one in history. He had who, a reason to He's the only one in history who hit a uh, World Series home run and scored a touchdown in the NFL in the same week. Oh, I didn't know that way. Yeah, he played him. for the Atlanta Braves and the Atlanta Falcons okay. at the same time. Extremely gifted 14 man. years, he knows what he's doing. In the middle of all of that, mm-hmm. Dion came to know the Lord. Okay. Right. And I understand it was from in, in, in some ministries that I I don't really claim. There's some either way you can tell he's been changed he's by God. Got a testimony. Yeah, he's been changed by God. Now until you walk in that footsteps, until you are a multimillionaire, until your face is on every publication in America, and everybody knows your name, and you can't do anything, you can't judge people for how they walk their life out with Christ in that area. Give them a little bit of a break. They're not right, going to maybe. Right. Well, how can he be such a blowhard if he's and so boisterous and so egomaniac if he loves Jesus? It's like, do you have any idea that that Dion's ego, which right now is at like a like a five, which is majorly off putting in Snowflake America, <laughs> he used to be a ten. Why don't we look at ten deflated down to five as right. a positive thing? Yeah, because you know, Chris, when, when the boys were younger, I was more much more into football. Mm-hmm. I knew the players and yada yada yada, and, and I've fallen out of that as as the kids left home and so on so I don't pay attention but I do remember Deion Sanders and his rise to the top and he was very good but he would come on TV and it was just particularly as a mother having her boys you know young boys watching this guy it was just like you said such a turnoff but he did come to know the Lord he he professed to come to know Jesus Christ and you have to if you're going to be completely honest you have to acknowledge you saw a change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He might be very, still very outspoken. He has the same personality as he had before, but he is not the same no, uh, not even close. person that he was before. So now he he wants to be a head coach in, in college football. He feels like that's his next step. He did the NFL. He did the broadcasting thing. So the next step is he wants to coach college football. Nobody wants him. So he says, listen, my brand of college football is a winning brand. So he goes to Jackson State, uh, a small school um, and and his son comes and plays for him. And the number one recruit in the country said, I want to play for him. Turned down Alabama, turned down Auburn, turned down all the big schools. Ohio turned State went to Jackson Alabama. State. Let that, let that settle in your brain. <laughs> yeah, turned down he turned down Alabama. <laughs> well, I thought Auburn was going to hire Dion coming out of Jackson State. Because Dion had made it clear he's going to Division One. Yeah. Well, the Colorado Buffaloes are 1-11 last year. One win, 11 losses okay. last year. Okay. They came to Dion and they said, listen, Dion wants $29 million. That's the deal. Ooh. And they said, we don't have it. We're going to get it for you, though. We're going to sign you. to." They don't even have enough money. Right. They're, they sold out their stadium and the boosters paid for it. So they oh. signed Dion Sanders to $29 million contact without the money to pay him because they knew what his energy <laughs> might bring. And Dion, in his first press conference. Jesus so, so now, how much do you got to believe in your program that on the first press conference at an organization where they don't even have enough money to pay you, you say, look, see this kid over here? Yeah, he's your quarterback. No, I know he's my son, but he's your quarterback. Right, 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 and, right. And, and trust me when I say this, he's going to be the starter. I'll make him earn it, but that's your quarterback. And 86 new players, mm-hmm. unheard of in college football. And they, there was a meme out there, the one that I liked the most, which was, um, can't wait for the internet to blow up with Coach Prime's pregame speech. Yeah, they're going to go out and get trounced by TCU by 40, but that pregame speech is going to be something to behold. Okay. They beat him. Yeah, yeah. They beat him. Not only that, they beat showed well. everybody. <laughs> now, do you think they have a they have a little running back in the backfield and and I can't remember his name. I think his last name's Edwards. I gotta look it up. But this is my guy, man. I mean, and he's been playing for Deion Sanders since he was four years old on all the little league teams and everything. So he's oh, been really and so he came from Jackson State. So nice. they're like this little Jackson State team. No, no, they're coming. They're gonna play with the big boys. Yep, and so yep. the point is, is that Dion knew what he knew, and he would not back down. It didn't matter who. It didn't matter if it was good. It didn't matter if it was bad. This is the plan, and we're sticking to it. I'm going to be very intentional, okay? If my shirt or my wristband was Colorado football, okay, we would never wear it again or we'd wear it every day. You know, there's no gray area. Does that? And the Christian faith is so much like that. When you are walking with Jesus, there can be intentionality, and you know you know talent, You've been in the NFL for 14 years. You, you've you been doing this your whole life, and you've been grooming these kids that have been hanging around your sons. Yeah, You're about to take them to Division I college football, 
And it was amazing to see. And then here's the other thing. Okay. Dion got really snippy in the press conference. Okay. You mean like after the game? After, after the game. He, after and I won? loved every minute of it. But there were some people, some Christians, Christianese folks, I just don't think that's very Christ-like oh. that he would call out those reporters. <laughs> when he called out those reporters, that made me really think that maybe he's given Christianity a black eye. Okay, so so how did he call out the reporters? That's okay, what first I of all, know. one one person was tried to talk about how positive the game was, and mm-hmm. Deanne said, "Nope, you don't get to say that. You don't get to say it. Nope." I heard what you said before. I heard what you said before. And then he started using the phrase, I kept receipts. I kept receipts. And so that he, and so oh. another person would say something and he would answer the question and then cut him off, say, no, I got receipts. I got receipts. In other words, you all of you reporters who, who trash yeah. this idea that it was absolute garbage are now standing there watching one of the greatest moments. In, it changed college, college football. Fo- it did. It, I'll I'm give just you telling you. It we had, we, we saw a two way player. We saw something that we haven't seen in my lifetime. And I don't care if Colorado doesn't win another game. This happened. This happened this last weekend. And it was amazing to see somebody who knew what they were talking about when everybody said they didn't know what they were talking about, stand firm and get the win. I want every Christian hearing my voice to know, you stand firm, you will get the win. Be intentional. Be flexible where it's available to you. Be smart. I don't need this wristband my significance is who died on the cross, not some metal cross on my wrist. I can let that go, but I will never let go the stance of being intentionally in serving Jesus. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There's a couple things in there as we were talking about it, um, because it does apply I, whether you like football or not, whether you're a you know Deion Sanders fan or not. It really does apply. First of all, just the, the aspect of winning. Mm-hmm. Winning is the whole point, you know? And so I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, when it came to the whole college um, way of doing football, Dion, well, you, you know what goes on behind. The I used scenes to host a college so sports talk show. I I died a little inside when you said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that goes uh, on behind the scenes, right pull, pulling these teams together. Mm-hmm. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like Dion is going to buck the system. I'm not going to do it that way. Yeah, but but he doesn't do that just. To buck the system. No. There has to be an intentional reason behind it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's about. There was a belief behind it. It's about winning. Mm -hmm. And so he's bucking (laughs) the system because it's about the winning. And some people will have even gone so far as to say, well, winning, you know, you just, I don't like competition and you don't want to, you can't have winners and losers because we're all winners in God's eyes. (laughs) You know? You're doing the voice. (laughs) Anyway. Well, Edith Bunker released something in Maybe. you, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. But 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 that's not true because the Bible likens that whole spiritual walk, that whole spiritual battle, he likens it to winning the race. He likens it to athletic prowess and competition, and he literally uses the words win. If you go to someone who's tangled in sin and you confront them and you talk to them and they come out of it, you have won them. You won them. Yeah. Win the race. Run the race to win. I mean, these are things that are very biblical. Don't and we get participation so, trophies? <laughs> no. There no, are no you get the crown of life because you ran to win. <laughs> and then you realize the strength to do that running came from Jesus, so you throw the crown at his feet. It's a beautiful thing. Exactly. So that is really an inspiring story. And I, I would love to talk even more about it because it's, it's one of those things that the more you think about it, the more things come to mind mm-hmm. and the deeper it really becomes. And so I'm really glad to see stuff like that happen. Chris, you know, how, both of us, mm-hmm. but even more so you, you love to see people just shake things up. Yeah. And Dion Sanders has always been good at that. Well, I and tell you it's what. fun to see a man, you, you get to watch him over the course mm-hmm. of his life. Once I was this, now I'm this, and now look it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 to, and to prove out those things that you truly believe is really a glorious thing. Well, we were uh, getting ready to record, and I said, "Listen, I, I want to start an opening segment for people to really know that they need to stand firm while they're flexible." And you're, she's and Emily's like, "Oh, how are you going to do that?" I said, "I want to use a wristband, uh, baseball jersey, and Deion Sanders." And she's like. <laughs> 
I want to see you stick the landing on that. I know. So did take I your, did take you your Ritalin before we go, dear? <laughs> you <laughs> did. did. I, all right. You did. It all <laughs> makes sense. It all makes sense. And so there is a time to hold fast. There is a time to say no. Yep. I don't care what you reporters are going to say. I don't right. care what these people are going to say. I, I, I'm going to do it because I know it's right and good and true. And then when that bears out, um, that that's the revelation of truth. You know, that's the great theologian Kenny Rogers once said, <laughs> you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away and you got to know when to run. That is such truth. Yeah. Not yeah. just for poker or card games, but yeah. for life I in love general. It. I love and, it. And so, yeah, that's what it is. Hey, we've got Claire Peterson waiting in the wings. Mike Shaw is also going to be on the show today with Right On Way Off. We've got so much happening. Don't go anywhere. We're back and just around the corner a little bit. Right after this, I don't know. We don't have sponsors. So, <laughs> <laughs> see you in a sec. <laughs> No apology with Emily and Chris. Thanks for being a part of the show and for listening. Don't forget, you can go to freshredmedia.com, leave your comments, leave your suggestions, leave your thoughts, whatever you want to do. That is home base. Yeah. Freshredmedia.com. We are bringing light to your world, honestly and authentically. Ooh. No apology with Emily and Chris. And we were talking about not having sponsors. Well, we do have a sponsor. Yeah. It's called the Bible Idiots Walk in the Holy Land Tour. <laughs> And you see it right on the screen that you video list, uh, watchers, listeners, uh, audio. Hey, go to freshroadmedia.com. Look up the Israel trip. It's December 2nd, 2024, and we are taking deposits right now. So, hey, I guess we do have a little bit of a sponsor. Yeah, Our Israel there trip. There we go. Yeah, Maranatha love... Tours, Fresh Road Media, and Bible Idiots together with Pastor Chris Danielson taking you to Israel 2024, December. Get on board now. Be praying about it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So moving on with the show, we have another special guest joining us. You have seen her before if you are a longtime listener to the show. <laughs> Claire Peterson is joining us. And I'm so glad to have Claire on because. You know, school is starting, and we're hearing about this this lockdown that they're all preparing for and everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know what? I think it's time we bring Claire in. The doctor's in the house. Yeah, Claire we gotta, Peterson, because... we got to name this segment. I know. We do have to name yeah. the segment because Claire Peterson, thanks for being with us, first of all. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. And I'll call you Claire from now on. I won't keep calling you Claire <laughs> Peterson. Um, Would you prefer doctor or your highness? Which one do you... <laughs> Your Which highness, would, always. Yeah, always, always. I All believe right. it's your ladyship. Yeah, her ladyship is here in the house to bring us wisdom, Dr. Claire. But no, it's seriously how, because we're going to talk about something really seriously. Here. Yeah, I know. Um, we got to get serious. We're going to talk serious. about a little bit about what's going on in the medical industry, particularly vaccinations, because we know it's coming. It's going to be a hot topic once again. And Claire, you've really done the research, haven't you? I have. So it all started. I feel like I should preface this with everything I say today is not medical advice. Take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, discuss it with your doctor. Um, Void where prohibited without the express written <laughs> consent of Major League Baseball and this local affiliate. Dr. Claire is not responsible for anything she says on the Emily anything. Show. Anything. <laughs> all right. But seriously, yeah, right. every person is yes. different. Yeah. Yes. Every person is different. So it isn't... Yes. Formal medical advice, but it is just, you know, talking about what's really going on around us. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, actually, um, it you kind of got more interested in this, particularly vaccinations, with your own child's experience, didn't you? I did, yes. So my son, Tucker, was born January 2020. Uh, and I always knew from the time I was growing up that I wanted to be in the medical field. Mm. Um believed that vaccines worked, believed that they were for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until he was born and was entered by a vaccine that I actually took a deep dive into it. So yeah. what, what what happened? You said he was what by a vaccine? Injured. Injured. Uh, yes. I, I didn't hear that correctly. Sorry. I'm, yeah. I've, I've even so, got headphones yeah. on. I'm, what I'm old. Happened? Oh, so what happened? He received uh, his first two doses of vaccines, his first rounds of vaccines and the live rotavirus vaccine uh, actually wound up causing rotavirus. He okay. wound up with blood and mucus in his stools for 13 weeks Ooh. as a two-month-old. Wow. Um, so at one point he had mm. had this going on for longer than he had been alive. Okay. Um, so as a, as a two-month-old, that was very, that was hard for me to watch. Yeah. Um, and that really 
caused me to do a deep dive into what was really going on. Well, now, one of the things that I've gotten to know you, uh, Claire, because you are the administrator for the church where I'm the senior pastor. So between you and I, we cover pretty much everything. I know you to be a very honest person. But if somebody's listening right now, they might, by A, the disclaimer that Dr. Claire doesn't want to be known as a doctor, B, uh, she might have a, a, um, like a uh, precondition of hatred towards vaccines. What's that called? A bias. A bias. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't think of that. You're welcome. A preconditioned (laughs) hatred. Uh, You know, that that you're walking in biased on vaccines to begin with, so why should we listen to you? But uh, others will say, no, this is an honest, concerned mother who had a thing with her son, so that caused her to do additional research. Oh, by the way, she's also got a doctor, doctorate in the medical industry. Now, you're not a medical doctor, but and that's TMI. We don't need to get into that. But I want people to know up front, before we get into any of the minutiae, that Claire does not have a bias, a built-in bias against vaccines. She she has an experience with vaccines that caused her to do research, which we thought was so cool, we'd bring it with you. Fair enough? Hostess with the mostess? Yes. And that, you know, she's... She really felt called to be a part of the medical industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a part of it, too. And sure. so she's just a responsible person within that ministry and a mother who, you know, mother's intuition, that, that's a real thing. It's a absolutely real thing. So Tucker's been injured. He gets healed from this. You have this vaccine thing now and you start doing research. Where do you go next? What's the next step in the story? Next step was re-educating myself on what was in vaccines, the schedule, you know, all of these things that doctors aren't actually telling you. Okay. you know, I like to talk about informed consent with vaccines. Okay. Um, you know, you take your kids to the doctor right now, and doctors a lot of time don't have the education of what's in them, and they, they believe what they've been told, mm-hmm. which is a schedule to give them, and why. What does a schedule to give them mean? What's so, that mean in the industry? So the schedule is now at what age – how many doses of which vaccines that they're supposed to receive. Mm-hmm. So you and Emily, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, probably had three to six vaccines on your schedule. Right. My son now, my youngest son, is 22 months old. By now, he should have had 27 doses of various vaccines. Oh, my word. See, I didn't know that was going on. I remember polio, mm-hmm. and I remember measles and chickenpox. Yep. So, yeah, the various yeah. poxes. Yeah. There was... <laughs> There, there was one shot for that. It was Not a gunshot. Yeah. No, no, no. You got the pox, you got the measles, you got the polio. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Um, and so that people were using that to say, well, you're not really anti-vaccine, you're anti-this vaccine. It's like, nah, I don't know. I, you know, but 27, that's a lot. It doesn't seem right. Just the sheer numbers yeah, makes skewed. us go, wait a minute. The the human body can't be that lacking at such a young age. In order to just simply thrive and survive. Exactly. And so, Claire, what would you say is like the the biggest thing in your opinion as far as what parents don't really realize when they're taking their kids to be vaccinated? What's so, the, what is it you want them to know? So I would say two different things. Okay. Um, question why they are receiving a certain vaccine. Okay. Um, at, at birth, they are supposed to receive the hepatitis B shot. Okay. Why? What causes? How do you get hepatitis B? How, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Well, how it is, has how something do to do with it? rejecting hepatitis A, but that's a whole nother story, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, Makes sense to me. Uh, no, what, so, I, I mean, right. I, my, my dad had hepatitis C mm-hmm. when he was when passing he was away. Older. When he was passing yep. away, that was part of the conglomerate of things that were wrong with him. I mean, my, my dad was one of the toughest guys ever, and it took like seven diseases to finally break him down and get him to die when he was 81. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. hepatitis B, what is it and Hep why? So, so hepatitis B, uh-huh. if the child's mother does not hep- have hepatitis B, you contract hepatitis B through dirty needles and sexual activity. So tell me why my newborn would need that. Within 20 minutes to an hour of birth needs their first injection of hepatitis That's B That's really interesting. So um, would you advise parents to do that when they walk into the doctor's office and they start talking about them? Ask your Ask doctor, those questions. why does your why does my child need that? And how how do people con- uh, contract that disease? Yes. And if it's and if things aren't lining up, 
Yeah, like maybe this isn't the path. Well, let me play devil's, devil's advocate here. Is is there um, is there conflict in like getting him into school when he becomes of age or things like that? If you're not fully vaccinated, you can't do this, you can't do that. Is that how much of that are we seeing? Because again, my youngest is 31 years old. I don't know what new parents are dealing with at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it definitely is a scare tactic that the schools will say you can't participate in school at all if you're not up to date on all of these vaccines. Um, And depending on your state, you can get medical or religious exemptions. Um, I think even other states have like philosophical exemptions. Okay. Um, So just look into it. Um, I know, I know certain states are more lax than others, rigorous than others. And your school's probably not going to tell you that. They're just going to say they need this. Yes. They have to in order to. They're not going to tell you, but you could go and get an exemption if you really felt the need. Exactly. Let me ask you this. Have you looked at all the states? All the states, no. Uh, I mean, have you looked at enough to say that blue states are different than red states, like in some things? Yeah. And so it is a political thing. Absolutely. Okay. So now that that's political, they politicized health to that point. Is it okay for a pastor and church to talk about health, or is that too politicized now? You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. It's all a beat down on light and darkness fighting. Yeah. And okay. that's that's really what what's going on here. Yeah. So is it better to be in a red state for vaccines for children? For us here in Iowa, it sure is. Yes. <laughs> okay. For now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, okay, so that's one question you can ask your doctor is, you know, why do they need it? And how do how does this disease get contracted? What's another thing that they could ask their doctor? What's another thing? Uh, well, you had mentioned even the ingredients. Yes. So that was my other wake-up call. It is. Okay. Vaccines and... And in, in stuff that's in them? Stuff that's in them. Let me guess. Yes. Rotten Skittles. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> it's the main ingredient in every vaccine I heard. <laughs> you got to let those, va- you got to, you got to put the Skittles in water and get them in the sun. Let them get really, okay, <sighs> go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Okay. But seriously, there are bad stuff in the vaccines. Tell stuff. us a little Talk bit about this. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to try and combat this with, um, so for instance, I'll start with formaldehydes. One of the ingredients. That's what you'd put in dead people. It is. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Gosh. But somebody would try it in the medical field, might try and say, well, there's formaldehyde in an apple core. I have a feeling it is different yeah. when found in nature compared to the formaldehyde that we create in a lab that then use for embalming. Yeah. And maybe that's why I don't eat the apple core. Exactly. <laughs> We know not to eat it. There's a lot yes. of pits that like the fruit's great, yes. but the pit is toxic. The pit is don't terrible. eat the pot. Exactly. Don't eat the pit. The worst tasting exactly. one is asbestos, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other ingredients in, in these vaccines that we might not be really aware of, but we, we probably kind of know that doesn't sound right? Yeah. So yeah. just going off my list here, we've got aluminum. There's... <gasps> Detergents, there are antibiotics, there are proteins from other animals. Um, Non-human, you mean? Non-human. You're getting injected with animal DNA is what you're saying. Yeah, so right here I see yeast DNA, there's um, egg proteins, um, okay. and then the real kicker, yeah, Chris. I have a feeling, Emily, you already know. <laughs> Chris, what would you say MRC5 would be? Uniformity. <laughs> that's love. my favorite ingredient in Pringles. It's a dose of love. Uh, that's my favorite Pringles ingredient. Uniformity. Uh, MRC what? Five. C five. MRC five. Hmm. They are tissues okay. from an oh. aborted fetus, yeah. an aborted male fetus from 1966. Ooh. So they have made this baby. Immortal. They keep reproducing that tissue mm-hmm. and using it in the production of vaccines. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, knew about, I knew about that. So, wow. yeah. so, so I don't know. How how can you – are you able to explain to us like, okay, so you're getting like this fractured DNA from another human being I- injected into your baby. Um, how What does that do to a person? That's a great question. Um, and I have a few, they in the, the vaccine insert, and we can get into that in a little bit. The vaccine insert will tell you that supposedly it does not cause tumors. Um, but in every vaccine insert that comes in the box yeah. of the vaccine, it will tell you in section 13.1 that none have ever been tested for carcinogenic or mutagenic, mutagenic potential. 
So they have never done any study on any vaccine to see if it causes cancer in the long run, if it is mutating our cells in some way. And I feel like that would be a good thing to test. Yeah, I think so too. Over the long term. Because it sounds like, if I'm understanding you correctly, they're not testing to see if this could cause tumors or cancer. And therefore, because they're not testing to see if it causes tumors or cancer, they can say, we don't know of any situations where this causes cancer or tumors. Is that kind of what they're playing there? Right. So so they have said that in lab, they don't cause tumors. But later on in every insert, they will admit that they've never tested to see if it looked that far down the line, down the line, if it causes cancer. Well, Claire Peterson is our special guest, and she is a doctor by trade, but not a medical doctor. It's more in the physical therapy, but she's. She's a smart cookie. She okay. got her doctorate. That's she all that matters. Dr. Claire, and we're going to name this segment <laughs> The Doctor in. Is In. And we're going to use Lucy's Five Cents. And uh, that's going to be the name of the segment. So The Doctor Is In. And Claire, you started going down the list and talking about all these weird things that were in them. Hit that list one more time. Just just until you're done with it. I want to hear everything that's in these vaccines. Oh, and by the way, any of you fact checkers, <laughs> any of you fact checkers out there that want to say community standards and pull this show off YouTube, we haven't said anything other than just the factual information what is, yeah. of what we found in somebody's testimony. So right. don't go censoring us about saying stuff that we're not saying. But I want to hear that list again. This is an actual list. Tell me where you got the list and then hit us with the whole list as rapid fire as the, you can. The list, the whole list, and nothing but the list. The, the whole <laughs> list will take us an hour. No, so. no, no. Okay. You know what so, I mean. You know I'll, what give mean. You, I'll give you the snippets here. Yep. But the list is found on the CDC website. Okay. Uh off the top here, sucrose, which is a corn derivative, mm-hmm. fructose, dextrose, human serum albumin, potassium phosphate, um, trying to find the good ones, castor oil, yellow dye, mm. aluminum lake dye, aluminum hydroxide, so- sodium chloride, formaldehyde, glycerin, citric acid, more... Are we doing a vaccine or are we building a bomb? I was going to say, how does... (laughs) And that's only the first three. Yeah. How does any of this help us fight disease and sickness? That's a great question. I can know. Well, okay. Okay. Let's stop for a second. I'm never thinking, man, I feel like I could really use a dose of aluminum today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. You can never have enough aluminum, (laughs) as the Brits would say. And how much aluminum can our body handle? Yeah. You know, um... They have have done studies on aluminum causing dementia. It crosses that blood brain barrier and, you know, they can't find it in the body, but then they will find it in the brain. So how much aluminum is actually non-toxic? And we're watching the rates of things like dementia in the elderly increase rapidly. We're watching our country in general get sicker and sicker. And I I don't know if it's post-COVID fog or whatever, but I have never had the loss of train of thought like I have now. We're in the middle of something. We start talking about something else. Like in the middle of talking about the the wristband to go to to the shirt, I completely forgot that Dion was, you know, the other part of the story. I didn't, but that's an example from earlier in the show. The point is, wh- that happens so fast. You think it might be because I've got too much aluminum that's crossed over? Because something crossed over. Or you're here. distracted by my beauty. That happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a mere mortal. But that yeah, happens. Good question. That's, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a great so, question. Uh, but be, be, the other good question I had is this. <laughs> I have a vaccine that I believe in. I have a vaccine that I believe kept me from harm. And I believe it's something that helped eradicate a major problem, and it's called polio. So the polio vaccine, tell me the background on that and why that one works. And and, and in my head, because, look, trust me, everybody's getting played right now. You, I'm being played. You're being played. It's called marketing. And it's called convincing people to have a preference for something. And when you have that preference for something, how your mind changes, how you solidify, what do you change? I am not anti-vax. I am Mm anti-lie. I don't like getting lied to. The polio vaccine, is that not a legitimate vaccine? Or I mean, because to me that was. What's your thoughts, Dr. Claire? I'm really glad you brought that one up in particular. Um, I'm sure it has aluminum, (laughs) some Skittles, maybe some bad licorices in there. We could. Um, But I loved what you said about about not being anti-vax. Anti-vax. I mean, I'm not either. I was. I started vaxing. Yeah. My child. Mm-hmm. I became an ex-vaxer. Um, so I do truly think there is a difference there. 
Yeah. Um, but polio specifically, I read a book, I highly recommend it, called The Moth and the Iron Lung. Um, and it's a historical book that goes back and tracks the upticks in polio in this country. And it will coincide with times in history that we were using arsenic to oh. protect our crops from bugs. When we were giving mercury to kids for every tummy ache and every toothache they had. Yep. I mean, we were literally poisoning ourselves. Yeah. And they used this blanket term of polio for a multitude of different illnesses, oh. not necessarily all caused by the, the polio thing. virus. So oh, me and my okay. whole family got plagued. <laughs> Is what Not you're saying. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But, but there are a lot of different things that we, like I said, as a country, we were poisoning ourselves right. trying to keep the bugs away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Wow. Really yeah. good information. So, Claire, before we let you go, there's a mom out there, you know, listening, going either, I never knew this. I need to look into this or whatever. Or there's a mom going, I suspected this all along. Um, what do you want parents to know before they, you know, think, yeah, I got to get my kid in and get him vaccinated? Well, I mean, they came out whatever. today. This is being recorded the Tuesday after Labor Day. They came back out today and said, <laughs> new vaccine next month. And this yeah. one actually works. Trust <laughs> us. <laughs> The last Isn't that what the president said or the secretary, yeah, whatever yeah, her yeah, name yeah. is? Anyway. But what do you want parents to keep in mind before they just think, oh, I'm scared because there's a thing coming out. I need to go. We need to all go get vaccinated. What do you want them to think before they just go do that? So one of the biggest blessings in this whole journey for me was finding a doctor that looked at me after Charlie was born and said, I have a hard time believing God didn't give us everything we needed mm. at birth. Mm. Um, and I get it. Some people are immune compromised. Some people are going through illness. Mm -hmm. They need extra help. Um, but just ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions about the vaccine itself, about yeah. your health. Can you withstand getting sick versus having all of these things injected into you and potentially being harming injured. you, yes. harming you. Yeah. And if yeah. the answers that you get aren't satisfactory, like just, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah. Because you can always go back right. and get the vaccine, but you can't take it out of you exactly. one, mm -hmm. once you've got it. Can't get it, the toothpaste so. back in the tube. Yeah. yeah. Really good insight. Thank you, Claire. I really appreciate because, um, I don't feel alone. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? We, we Our kids were went to school for a little while, and then we started homeschooling. And once we weren't going to school, you know, those vaccines were just like our kids were healthy. Everything's fine. There were, there were no plagues at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so our kids didn't get that full schedule even back in the, in the 80s and 90s. So a lot has changed even since then. Absolutely. And your insight has been really helpful. So thank you so much for doing all the legwork for us, basically. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And remember, we're not anti-vax. Claire is a former vax. We are anti-lie. We just would like the truth. Yep. And uh, apparently that's sealed until 2065 or something like that, which yeah, is yeah, insane. Yeah. But uh, much more to come. Uh, we're back with Mike Shaw right on Way Off. You're listening to Emily's flagship program on FreshRoadMedia.com. It's called No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thank you. We are listener supported. Go to the website. Give your best gift today. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, and we've had, wow, what an insightful show it's today. Been a fun show. Yeah, it's been really good. And so, you know what? After talking to Dr. Claire, Dr. even though Claire. she doesn't, she does not go by Dr. Claire. Um, no, she doesn't. But we just like to, you know. Uh, we have fun. Yeah. And she is a legit doctor. She's got a doctorate. She what does are you have do? her doctorate. Uh, but, but she can't what? get your prescription for the good stuff, so slow your roll. Okay. <laughs> what great information. And, and as we're heading into this um, fall now, mm -hmm. and we're, we're seeing the same push that we saw before rising up again. Yeah. I think it's important for us to stay informed. We're going to have Claire back again here real soon. If you have questions about what you've heard on the show, particularly like with the Vax thing, because mm -hmm. it's such a 
huge topic. Um, go to firstroadmedia.com. Click on Beyond the Show. No, we changed or, it. We changed it. Yeah, yeah we did. What, what, sound off. Sound off. Click on Click, click on sound, sound off and you can leave an audio message, which will sound like a phone call on the show. We'd love to have email. it. Just give your name and town and 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 leave leave the the voicemail. You can do an email yeah. there too. But sound off. Emily's like, don't change it to that. That'll sound negative. We want people. No. So we're gonna tell you positive sound off. <laughs> positive sound off. Go ahead, sound off I'm as happy. positively as you can. Click that button. Tell me how much you love Jesus. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave your questions or your comments. Yeah, we seriously, would love, anything. We would love, love, love. To hear from you. Please, That's right. Please do. Hey, it's time for Right On Way Off. That yes, means that is. Mike Shaw is in the house. He's our news director. He is also the studio producer and he is the host of the show Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw, found exclusively Woo. at freshroadmedia.com. Are you ready to go, Mike Shaw? Rock and roll. Mm. All right. <laughs> in other words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mike, but you know, old old uh, Christian announcers saying yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. It's almost like if I walked out and mic drop, you know, it's like we've aged <laughs> out of that, bro. It, it doesn't work for us anymore. Gnarly, dude. All right, Emily, your show. Go for it. it. It's totally age appropriate. It's totally age appropriate. Hey, okay. Would you like my wristband? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's make the wristband part of right on way off. Okay. No, you're yes, not. yes, are we are. Right. Chris's wristband. We're gonna start with you, Chris, and you got okay. like 30 seconds. Chris's wristband. I don't even have a question in my head. Chris's wristband could be worn by Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Right on or way oh, off. Show us your wristband. That your, would be great. Your your yeah. man bracelet. Yeah, my, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> bracelet that's a little old a little if you, dated if you don't want to know more go back to the beginning of the show and and listen to it i i'm right now in my broadcast terrestrial radio self wanting to reset the table because new listeners have just joined no one's fast forward yeah <laughs> look this this thing is a gift that somebody gave me back when these things with the chain mail chain meal <laughs> I called it chain meal and misspoke, and Emily's just been hounding me. The chain mail and all that stuff. This would be about $150 custom-built wristband back in the day. A guy made it for me. And he said because Jesus used Emily and I's show in the morning to change his life. And so this wristband, what was the question, Em? On right on, way off? <laughs> as sentimental as it is, yeah. uh, it should be worn by Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Right on or way right off. Right on. <laughs> Gimli should get his. Legolas should have his. Oh, Gimli definitely would have. Yeah, it. each yeah. Hobbit should get their own. All right. Yeah. Speaking of Hobbits, My Mike Shaw. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're precious. I'm wearing shoes. Come on. <laughs> Mike Shaw, what do you think? Right on, way off. Can well, you see that on Aragorn? Aragorn. Yeah, I'll Gimli. go right on with that. Sure. All right. Yeah. Now he so. would have his own. Because okay. that has sentimental mm. value for Chris. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a well, gift. Well, it was custom for me. It was me. custom for Chris. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you his can't would buy this. I mean, this guy made yeah. this thing. His would glow ads. green when necessary. Yes. Probably. Probably. I don't know. It's actually blue probably... and orcs have to be. You don't even know the narrative. His would probably be <laughs> worth more than $150. Look in, If the orcs are near, the blade turns blue. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's handy. It is handy. That does come in handy. I'm going to use this to pivot. Uh, okay. Your shirt with the yeah. snake. Yeah. yeah. Satan. <laughs> so isn't there a story in the Bible where Moses was told to hold up a snake? Yes. And if the Israelis beheld it, they would be healed? It was a forerunner mm. to the cross, wasn't it? Was, it? It, was. it was also a forerunner to the symbol of the physicians yeah. with the two yeah. snakes wrapped yeah. around a pole. Because healing would come. And the staffs. Because healing would come. The staffs on throw it right. on the ground, and and yeah. his snake, his staff turned into a snake and ate all the other little See? snakes from the wizards. I'd be wearing that shirt every day to this Bible study. This sounds like Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It and, does. Then, and then all my enemies in my mind, I'll name them Janus and Jambres. <laughs> that was the one who threw down the thing that Moses ate. Moses' staff snake ate their staff snake. All right. The, it was it was their names, Janus and Jambres. Anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. You don't, so I think you, I'm you don't still see right a lot of, you don't see a lot of little boys being named Jambres. I'm no, just saying. You no, know. you don't. Anyway. Or or Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see a lot of Dorcases out there either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Little Judas, get in here. <laughs> Judas, get in here. Pick up your toys. Uh.
All right. All next right. question. Okay, next question. This is a quote by, I believe it was Nelson Mandela. I don't know. But let me know what you <laughs> what think What does it matter? This. I know, right? We're professionals. It but could be somebody. We don't know. Facebook it's quote. a quote. It's a quote. <laughs> I got it on Facebook. It's but it's good. an interesting quote. And I just want to get your guys' feedback as far as whether right on, way off. I think I know the answer. But anyway, All he right. says, no single person, no body of opinion, no political doctrine, and no religious doctrine can claim a monopoly on truth. Right on or way off? Mike Shaw. <laughs> that is so way off. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is it really? That is so way off. All right, go to Fresh Road. Man, that is so far off. Men, lose, men, men, men sound like females. It happened, didn't it? I have like six gender <laughs> jokes, but in our culture, we can't do them. Go Peter, ahead, Peter Brady over go here. Go to yeah. freshroadmedia.com, <laughs> click Peter on Brady. Bible Idiots, and watch Pastor's Sermon from Sunday. Ah. ah, you need to. Your Bible is one hundred percent authentically the Holy Word of God. Yeah, it is. I was not expecting him to go to your sermon. Yes, yeah. but well, he did. And I mean, it's true. It, yeah. It's exactly it's true. So, yeah. yeah, if there is a there is absolute truth, it's in the Bible. It's God Himself, mm-hmm. and so that is so way off. Yeah, yeah, so way off. I'm with Mike on that. It, the Bible, Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." It is a truth claim that separates us from everybody and makes a lot of people hate us. The other thing I'll say about Christianity is this, why it makes it so worthwhile, because Mm -hmm. it's obvious that God's real. I mean, anybody who denies it's a fool, according to the scriptures. And Mm -hmm. God says, listen, there's enough of me in nature that I don't have to even give you my word, but I'm doing it anyway. And so... We have to stand firm on that because we know it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do know it's true. And Jesus himself said, I am truth. Mm-hmm. Not like I point you to truth or I'm a demonstration of truth or let me tell you truth. I he just said, had that, I am truth. I just had that aluminum take my mind blood over to the wrong side that <laughs> yeah, Claire talked yeah, about yeah, and yeah. I forgot. Pass the aluminum, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Christianity yes. is the only religion in the world that and I don't know who your anonymous quote is and why you just pulled Nelson Mandela out of nowhere. I, that's you know, I, I got an anonymous it. quote. I I'm going to say Jimmy I Carter. Never said it was, you know no, I, mean? I never said it was an anonymous quote. It's oh. a quote, and I think that's who I got it from. Oh, you were, but see, you're not sure. Anyway, yeah, Christianity is the only only religion on earth, and you can quote me on this. And you don't have to give me credit. Just says say this to your atheist agnostic friends in the end times mm-hmm. if we are living in the end times and you're not sharing the gospel you don't really believe we're in the end times because everybody shares the gospel if they actually believe we're in the end times mm-hmm. it's you, you can't help but not if you th- really believe that christianity is the only religion where god works his way down to us while we're yet sinners christ died for us so he's coming down to get us to find us to pursue us All the other religions in the world, through some sort of behavior modification, they work their way up towards God, and they never get there. This is why. (laughs) This is why James talks about. You want to see my works? You'll see my faith. You want to see my faith? You'll see my works. This is why false Christianity, fake conversions, turn into performance-based Christianity, where it's all based on how you look, how you sound, and, and how you do these, these certain behavior modifications that then you know you're a Christian, and that gets people off base. Then you've got the other folks that understand the incredible grace of God working His way to you, and now I can then go sin and do anything I want because I'm mm. forgiven. Christ forgave all from the beginning. So that's where an authentic <laughs> walk with Christ, knowing that He is the truth, leads you to a path of he's my great savior and out of good old-fashioned gratitude, I don't want to keep being the sinful person in the room. Look, Satan's going to come in and attack your world. I don't know what your world is. Emily doesn't know it. Mike doesn't know it. But he's coming to attack your world. Today, don't let it be you. That's my prayer. Don't let it be me, God. Because You think that we can't stumble and fall and and, and get out of alignment with God for 10 minutes and all of a sudden start... It happens. The Bible says... That's why we have grace for each other. Exactly. What were you going to say, Mike? The insidiousness of that uh, anonymous quote. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's already setting up the stage saying, oh, you're fine the way you are. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's many different ways. And Mm -hmm. so you don't have to change and you don't have to come under any authority of truth if there is no truth or if it's situational truth. Um. And so that that quote just by itself is insidious to keep people from even coming yeah. to the truth. Yeah, right. well, and, and exactly. it, it, what, it, what yeah. it does it, when you hear that quote on its face value when you don't have the deep Jesus truth, 
It sounds good. Yeah, it yeah. sounds open-minded. It yeah, sounds yeah. like some. This is what the intelligent community would talk about. I want to be part of the intelligent community. That sounds great. <laughs> so and open-minded. that's what happens to folks. Yeah. And but when you know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, you know that that statement is way off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like to learn how to spot counterfeit bills. You don't study other counterfeit bills. You study the original so much that as soon as you see something that's not right, you spot it right away because you know the original. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Back to you, Em. Uh, So yeah, you know, God can claim a monopoly on truth because he's God and Jesus is God. So very good. I love that you guys are on top of it. Now we're going to go back and see how wise was grandma when she said, and this kind of ties into what Claire was talking about. We were talking about the health industry um, Grandma used to say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Is that right on or way off? Right on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right on. Apple lover over here. No, no, but it's got the uh, formaldehyde in it, and I hear that's good for me. So. <laughs> that's right. The core has formaldehyde. And I hear so, that's what uh, um... keeps the uh, bugs away. So <laughs> give me a little more of that. Uh, no, nutrition is key. There was a documentary made, um, I'm going to say 15 years ago. I was still, I still hadn't made my documentaries yet. I wanted to, so I was studying documentaries. So mm-hmm. this was one that was in the, in the mix. And um, it's called Forks Over Knives. Mm-hmm. And it was doctors who talked about if you eat better, better nutrition, you can cut most of heart disease out in America. I mean, instead of knives cutting people open, eat forks, you know, forks over knives. Get it? <laughs> eat forks. You know, forks <laughs> over knives. And then there was another guy from Australia who had a documentary called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, which made all of us go out and buy juicers. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it did. It did. Don't do Not it. just any juicers, but his juicers. Hey, one of the big juicer companies actually sponsored Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead yeah, too. Yeah, okay? Yeah. You know, and that's basically a juicer commercial, that second documentary. Anywho, uh, but it was good information. So nutrition is a key thing in keeping the doctor away. So I'm going right on. All right, Mike Shaw. Yeah, you ready to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so first of all, it's way off. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's the formaldehyde, isn't it? It is. Not enough (laughs) aluminum. Uh, well, and, yeah. and, and if, the, you're, if you don't have asbestos, what are you really doing? The brain barrier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right All right. You need that fiber, right? All right. So you're, you're um, way off. I'm way off, and um, let me explain why. All uh, right. So I've been finding out a lot of stuff. I've, I'm pursuing my doctorate on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've been watching a lot of videos. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually on the carnivore diet right now. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. In the if, car- you, if people don't know what the carnivore diet is, it's where people only eat meat. And then they start a cult-like experience on, on Facebook. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Where we affirm each other's delusions. Yes, Correct. that's right. Yes. Okay, um, so you're doing the carnivore diet. So I'm doing the carnivore, carnivore diet. cult. And what's going on? So, and, uh, and it's a huge community, the people who have yeah. switched uh, to mainly meat um, and animal products. It's yeah. not just meat. Yeah. Um, and you can, like I'm having avocados because I love avocados and they're, and they're not really that bad for you. They're not right, on the bad right. list. They're I mean, not on the all, bad Every list. diet that has its little name has a good list and a bad yeah, list. Yeah, exactly right. Now, so the theory goes, um, vegetables have anti-nutrients. And so when you have something that's loaded with vitamin C, your body's not going to absorb it anyway. Uh, your body does not need fiber. Your body can't digest fiber. It does nothing with fiber. It just passes through. That's not good for your digestive system. Um, also, let's see what else. My whole life is a lie right now. Yes, yeah, so that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So there are so many people in this community on the carnivore diet, not only the weight loss, because you can lose weight a lot of different ways, but they've healed their eczema is a huge yeah. one. Their hair is turning less gray. Um, you wow. have um, um, you have people who their arthritis is gone, mm-hmm. uh, their headaches are gone, their migraines are gone. Uh, you know, their mom got out of prison and the dog <laughs> ran back home. Um, so it's husband lo- sobered up and uh, <laughs> sobered up. everything's good now. So now, additionally to got that, the pickup though, truck out of the shop. Right. Everything worked out great. So since we since we switched to the food pyramid scheme in the eighties, yeah, with with carbs at the bottom, carbs turn directly into glucose and sugar in your body. Your body only has so much storage for that. Usually, your muscles. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of muscles, you have a sink for carbs. If you don't exercise. A lot of us have jobs where we sit down. I'll be editing when we're done with the show. Yep. Um, and so when you get older or if you don't use them, your muscles go away. You run out of storage. You start building up fat. You get fatty liver. You get fat around your organs. And so that's what the what the way they told us to start eating in the 80s has done to us. Yeah, yeah. And so if you go on carnivore and you start building muscle or even keto is, yeah. is okay, 
and you start building muscle, then you'll have more reservoir for carbs. So you could add carbs back in, preferably fruit. Right, right. And um, so, yeah, no, it all I, works. no it, apples for me. <laughs> it's all sciencey. And, you yeah, know, the yeah. interesting thing is, though, I mean, I, I don't know when this phrase actually came into being, but I do remember a time when finding, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables was not an easy thing. Yeah. And um, people suffered for, I mean, scurvy and things like that because people weren't eating enough fruit. And so it's all about balance and looking at how God has given us all types of food for all types of people in all types of regions and climates around the world in order to thrive and survive. And those particular things do have things in them that help them survive. I'll give you another example. Please. Um, <laughs> that sounded really sarcastic, I gotta say. <laughs> please, Emily, can we please hear another uh, one? No, but the Native, Ameri- the Native Americans up in Alaska, uh, they eat whale blubber. And yep. at first, a lot of people think, whale yep. blubber, what's, you know, what? And it's actually the way they it's use it and preserve it. It is very good. And not only that, but they have to eat it to stay warm. If they literally stop eating whale blubber, they will just be cold all the time. Yeah, when we had it, um, we, we would cube it, and then we would microwave it and then eat it like popcorn. Like it's crispy, like and, popcorn. And, and yeah. it was just fantastic. And, yep, and yep. you literally, f- you know, felt better. So and that's one of the examples of how carnivore got started way back in yep. a, a century and a half ago. Explorers came down from the Arctic Circle who had been living with the Inuits, and they'd been eating meat mm-hmm. and fat. Mm-hmm. And they've thrived on it and went into ketosis as a result. Mm-hmm. You become fat-fueled. And so when they're eating the fat, they're, that's literally, instead of being sugar-fueled, f- mm-hmm. they're fat-fueled. Yeah. And so this is one of the arguments for the carnivore diet and why it's so helpful. To and help certain people. Because who, yeah. processed carbs is what most Americans eat. That's the thing right there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's look, the thing everything right comes down to hydration, nutrition, and, and portion control and exercise. That's it. <laughs> diet and exercise. No, that's it. Those four it things. Is, yeah. Hydra- and sleep is another one. If you, don't, if you get rotten sleep. Sleep's good. Look, there was a doctor who told a friend of mine who told me, and this was like 10 years ago, and, I, and it's been it's stuck with me. If you have an incredibly rotten diet, just crap, just garbage you're eating all yeah. the time, yeah. just chips and McDonald's, and that's all you do, pizzas and frozen pizzas and banquet chicken and that stuff, there is no exercise program on the planet that can keep you thin because of the preservatives and the other toxins that are in some of these manufactured yeah, foods. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a lot of it. 27 countries, 27 countries refuse to have any food imports from America, mm-hmm. from the United States of America. It's illegal to bring anything in. Because it's so corrupted. Yep. Because of GMOs. the garbage, whatever yeah. it is. Yep. You know, yep. you can put in any letters you want on they it. Have, they yeah. have anti-GMO laws in the, in the EU. Yeah, yep. well, no, yep. I, it's not just GMO. There's other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just a host of things. Our... McDonald's fries have 27 ingredients in them. British McDonald's fries have four. Three. Potatoes, in, salt, and oil. In and out and has uniformity. two. And uniformity. <laughs> in and out has two. Yeah, in and out I has wonder two. where there's Potato, a line oil, around their building. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, no. What, what, why do you need 27 ingredients in yeah. French fries in America? Yeah, it's just like what Claire was talking about. Uh-huh. Why do we need aluminum and formaldehyde and in stuff your for, fries. for a disease <laughs> that you can only get as a grown adult? Right. You know, it's yeah. just it's yeah. crazy. It's well, thanks crazy. for playing right on way off with us again, yeah. Mike, and good luck on your new show. It's getting some yes. traction. It's Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw, and that is also at freshroadmedia.com, so we're glad that you are with us. Emily, final thoughts you want to have on your show today? Now I'm craving salmon from Alaska. <laughs> and, well, and never mind the fact, they have a blueberry patch in Alaska that's the size of New Jersey. Yeah, that's right. And so blueberries are huge up there. They eat a lot of seaweed, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm craving that cuisine again. Mm-hmm. I could go for some halibut. <gasps> Ooh. Anyway, well, we'll leave Emily all. in her cravings. I'll take the show out. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> Thank do. you so much for being a part of it. Don't forget, go to Sound Off. There's a Sound Off yes. button at freshroadmedia.com. We want you to go and leave your name and town and tell us what's on your mind. Yeah. Anything under the sun, Christianity, positive is encouraged. But uh, if you need to go negative and you need to get something off your chest, we are the safe spot for you to do that. <laughs> You and, and look, you can rip on me all you want, tell me how bad I am, but if you talk bad about my wife, I need to know your exact address, and then I'll come and share Jesus with you. 
But that's going to do it for us. <laughs> On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the Word of God today, and you go and serve your King.